Hello, this is Ahuka, and welcome to Hacker Public Radio and part of our ongoing series on LibreOffice Writer. Uh, we're looking at some page layout stuff, and this time I want to start a discussion of frames. It's going to take us a number of episodes to get through because it's a complicated but very powerful capability that LibreOffice Writer gives you. So what I want to do is introduce the topic, and then we're going to get into sizing and positioning. And I, I have to warn you a little bit that uh, a lot of this stuff is just not well documented any place that I can find. So I'm going to give you as much information as I can based on my own experimentation and, and work with this stuff. Uh, and I think that that will, you know, get you off to a good start. But if you really want to get very, very picky and detailed, um, you, this is an area that's going to be a, a little bit tricky for all of that. So um, what we're looking at with frames is the third of the styles tabs. But I'm not going to get into the styles right away because with frames... Styles are not everything. They're important, but they're not the whole shooting match. Uh, so what we want to do, I think, is start by taking a look at how frames work in general and then circle back to styles and how that stuff. Now, what are frames? Frames are containers. They can hold text, graphics, or other objects and let you control how they look on the page. Uh, a good example is, say, a newsletter layout that you might have pictures, graphical images, and text. Uh, and you want all of that on a page, and you want to control it fairly precisely. Uh, you know, frames is what you want. Um, they let you flow text around the frame. So you could have a picture and have the text flow around the picture. Um, so it, it's very useful. Um, so a frame is itself an object. Frames contain objects. But remember that the thing about objects in general, every object has its own properties. And so the properties of the frame are very distinct from the properties of what is inside the frame. All right, the frame is the container. It contains something. And so that's the, that's the thing about object-oriented uh, technology here that we need to keep in mind. So if, if you put a picture inside of a frame, um, you know, you're not going to edit the picture by going into the frame properties. <laughs> what you have to do is open up the picture in a picture editing program and, and do something like that. Uh, so, you know, just bear in mind the distinctions there. Now, you can place a, a frame in your document uh, in, in several ways. Uh, the most general one is you go to the Insert menu, and in the Insert menu, you will see Frame as one of the options. So you can, uh, you can insert something uh, that way. Or... An uh, interesting case is if you insert something onto the page that requires a frame, the frame automatically gets added. Uh, so uh, if you want to see how this works, 
Uh, I'm going to assume you have LibreOffice Writer open and that your styles and formatting window is docked on the left side, as we've discussed so many times. And uh, make sure you go and, and select the third icon, which is Frame Styles. And you'll see uh, there are seven of these things that are listed there. Formula, Frame, Graphics, Labels, Marginalia, OLE, and Watermark. Um, so you've got it open. Now, uh, go back to your Insert menu and insert a picture. doesn't matter what picture, just pick something from your hard drive. You've got to have a picture there somewhere. And put that into your document. Now, if you look to the left, you will see that the graphics item in the Frames menu is now highlighted. And this shows you that LibreOffice Writer has automatically placed the picture within the appropriate frame, which is the graphics frame. Now, pictures and graphics are only an example of what you can do with frames. Uh, but to explore this further, let's start by getting into the properties. Now, when you insert a frame, you go to the Insert menu, select Frame, the very first thing that happens is that the Properties window opens. Uh, this is like a lot of the Properties windows we've seen in LibreOffice Writer. It's a series of tabs. There's different settings you can make. Uh, the first of these is the Type tab, which I think is kind of misleading. Uh, what it really does is control size and positioning. And it certainly seems to give you a, a fairly high degree of precision here. But the caveat is uh, some of this stuff is inconsistent and it is not at all well documented. Uh, so I'm going to do the best I can with this. Um, so, first of all, size. And to start with, let's note that on this tab, there is a, uh, a kind of a graphical view of a typical page that's on the right. And what you see there will change as you make selections. So that's a good way of getting a handle on some of these things. So pay attention to that. Uh, and then you'll see how these uh, selections are going to affect things. So the first group of settings says size. You specify the size of the window here. Of course, you can also resize any of these frames by using your mouse. When, if you're in the document, you just click on, uh, and, and the way you do this, you click around the border of the frame, and then you should see the eight handles, you know, the one on each corner and one in the middle of each side. Uh, th th get, this is standard for dealing with these kinds of objects. So when you see the eight handles, you can then drag any of them uh, to uh, resize the window. And that can be a little imprecise, so if you do it here, you can be more precise, um, at least theoretically you can. But if you'd rather just eyeball it, you know, use your mouse and click and drag. Now, the width and the height dimensions would be set in either inches or centimeters, as the case may be. Um, you know, I'm in the United States, so all of mine say inches. If you're in a civilized part of the world, it would probably say centimeters. Uh, Lord only knows when the United States will get smart. But um, Now, if you're setting your dimensions that way, you're setting an absolute dimension. Um, 
So if, if, you, if you specify two centimeters, then by golly, it's going to be two centimeters. It doesn't matter what's inside the frame <laughs> if you do that. Uh, so it's just, it's set in stone. Now there is a, the, the next alternative is relative dimensions, and that sets it as percentage of the page. Um, now, if you're putting in a picture or something like that, making the frame match up with the picture makes sense. Absolute dimensions work fine. Uh, that might also work nicely for a small text box. Um, but one of the things you can do with frames is link them uh, in, in such a way that you can start some text in a frame on page 2 and then at the bottom continued on page 8 and have the rest of your text pick up there. That's the kind of thing you see in newspapers and magazines, and we'll show you where you can set for that uh, in the next uh, tutorial. But, you know, in this one, uh, I would just say for stuff like that, relative dimensions may work better. Uh, and finally, there's automatic, uh, and this is what allows the frame to expand as you type in it. Now, if you don't, if you're not careful about this, you can uh, you can have a frame in which you have text or graphics or whatever, but are, are only partially being seen because the dimensions of the frame are too small to display everything. Um, so, uh, automatic and, uh, which is, I, I, I don't quite understand why it's automatic for width and auto size for height. There's probably some very subtle difference that has escaped me. Um, but if you do that, you will always have a frame that is large enough to display everything that's inside of it. Now, if you didn't do this and you find that a lot of your text is hidden, you know, just go back and, and change the setting, and your text will appear. I mean, LibreOffice is holding all of that data inside of itself, uh, inside of the document, so you can always change the setting and, uh, and get all of that to appear again. You've, you never actually lose it. Now, the last setting in this is the Keep Ratio checkbox, uh, and... You know, that way, if you change one dimension, it will automatically change the other dimension in such a way as to, you know, proportionally, so as to keep the aspect ratio constant. Now, the next section that we're going to look at here is anchors. And this is an important concept. And again, you know, this is one of those things where I'm going to tell you it's just a little bit wonky in a few places. Now, an anchor says that my frame is going to be tied to some object. And what object will it be tied to? And the first thing is a page. All right, so if I tie it to page 3, uh, I can position it somewhere on that page. And no matter what else I do, I can change and edit text and all of the other things around the frame. That frame is not going to move. Right? That's what anchoring to a page does. Uh, so, I, you know, this would be very useful if you have a small text box or a graphic that you want to have in a fixed place on the page. 
Um, you know, if this was a newsletter, you know, maybe this would have, uh, you know, you could put that in at the very beginning that says uh, some information you want to make sure everyone sees and you always want it to be centered on the, the front page of your, of your newsletter. Now, if you select this, you're going to see uh, any anchor thing that you select, there's going to be an anchor symbol, which is kind of a gray thing that looks like a ship's anchor. Uh, the anchor symbol will appear uh, if you select page in the upper left corner of the page. That doesn't mean that the frame will be in the upper left corner. It just happens to be where they put the anchor symbol. Um, you control the positioning of it. We'll, we'll talk about that in, in just a second. Um, below this uh, setting on the tab, uh, you can make positioning things. Now, the second anchor you can make is to paragraph. So in this case, uh, what would happen is as you edit the text of your document, uh, that paragraph may start moving. Uh, maybe you've inserted some additional paragraphs before it, and that pushes it down the page, or you deleted some stuff above it, and that moves it up the page. Well, as that paragraph moves in the document, your frame will move with it. So... You know, that can be useful if the paragraph is in some sense explaining, uh, like in a long article, you might, uh, you might put in a photo uh, of something, and then within the text, you're referring to that photo. You know, as you can see from this aerial photograph of blah, 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 you know, and, and so you'd want to keep that uh, photo locked to that paragraph of text that is explaining it. So... Anchoring it to the paragraph makes a lot of sense. Um, the third one says anchor to a character. And this is one of those things, if you take a look at the LibreOffice documentation, it's very vague. It says, uh, this is an awful lot like linking to a paragraph. And in my experimenting, I'm having trouble seeing a difference, frankly. Um, I don't know if there is some subtle difference that I haven't stumbled across. Might be. Um, or, you know, maybe it's something that they're planning to get back to at some point. You know, I, I really don't know. So I, I don't have a lot I can say about anchoring to a character. Uh, but the final one, anchor as a character, what this does is it treats your frame as if it was a character in the text. So it's like an inline object. And what that means is, let's say you've got it as a character within a paragraph. And if you start editing the line that contains this uh, particular frame and you insert characters in front of it, it's going to push the frame to the right. Or if you go and delete characters in front of it, it's going to move the frame to the left. You know, just as if it was another character on that line of text. Uh, it's the kind of thing I would do, for instance, you know, when I'm writing uh, something like these tutorials. If I wanted to have uh, a discussion about a, a button, you know, look for the paragraph mark, it looks like this, and, and I could take that image and stick it right on that line where I'm talking about it and treat it as a character in that line. So that can be useful. Um, you can move um, or, or change these anchors 
um, at any point. So you could take something that was anchored to a page, change your mind later, and say, nah, I think I want to anchor it to a paragraph. Okay? Um, if you double-click on the frame so that you can see the anchor symbol, you can, you can click and drag it, or you can open up the uh, properties window and change your selection. Um, if it's in, if it's linked to one paragraph and you want to move it to another, you can just drag the anchor symbol to a different paragraph. Uh, so you've got a fair amount of flexibility there. Now, in terms of positioning, um, as I said before, the place where the anchor appears really does not have a whole lot to do with it. Yeah, the, the one exception being if you're anchoring as a character, then the anchor will appear where that character is on the line. Uh, but other than that, what you need to do is you need to specify how you want this anchored. So, uh, you know, the position, if it's anchored to a page, all right, so that means it it's in a specific position on this page and it will not change no matter what else you do to the page. Well, you've got a few options. So let's take a look at horizontal. You start with a drop-down that gives you four choices. Left, <clears throat> and that means your frame is going to go to the very left. It's a flush left setting, in other words, <laughs> relative to whatever you choose in the second drop-down. And when I get to the second drop-down, you'll understand what I mean. But, you know, it's like, are we flushing left to the margin of the page or flushing left to the very edge of the piece of paper? Or, you know, what is it exactly? Now, right is just the opposite. Positions your frame to the right, again, relative to the second choice. And the third one is center. <coughs> now, from left gives you the option of, instead of flushing to one side or the other, to specify a certain amount of space. How far from the left do you want this to be? Say, I want it to be one and a half inches from the left. So you can specify it that way. Now, the second drop-down is what finishes the horizontal positioning. So you have four choices here as well. And this is another place where, if you look at that... Um, that uh, display of a sample kind of page just above this on the window. Um, you, you're going to see how this takes a look. Um, you can be placing your frame in what's called the left page border. Uh, this is the space between the actual edge of the piece of paper and the margin you set for the text area. So if you set a one-inch margin on the left, that, that first one inch down the left side of the piece of paper is actually a place where you could place things, like frames. You could place your frame within this one-inch strip. You could center it within that. So that would be choosing center for the first drop-down and left page border for the second that would center it within that one-inch strip. Um, then there's also right page border, right, which is just the opposite side of the page. Um, and then there's entire page, and that lets you set the position uh, according to the actual edge of the paper, and it just basically ignores the margins altogether. So you could say, I want to set this two inches from the left edge of the page, uh, and so you would choose from left on the first one, 
and then uh, set it for two inches and then choose entire page for the second drop down and that would be two inches from the edge of the piece of paper or you could uh, put it in the page text area i you know i want this to be flush left but to the margin so uh in a case like this i would choose left for the first drop drop down and then page text area for the second um and it'd be right up against the left margin but if that margin is one inch from the edge of the piece of paper my frame will also be one inch from the edge of the piece of paper um so you know essentially if if you think about it if you specified left for the first one and then page text area that would get you exactly the same as if you selected from left for the first drop down entire page for the second one and in the from left you could set it to be one inch from the edge of the piece of paper it, it amounts to exactly the same thing um, now the other thing to mention in the horizontal settings is the option to check mirror on even pages now we just finished talking about page styles and if you uh, uh if you remember what we did there we talked about odd and even pages and how you mirror them like if you were going to be binding a uh a, a booklet or something uh you might want to make the inside margin a little bigger than the outside margin to allow room for the the binding to take place um so you can set this here uh, if you're uh, putting in frames because maybe you don't know ahead of time is this going to be an inside or an outside. So uh, it, it's only an option that makes sense if you've already on your page styles decided that you're going to select uh, that kind of mirroring. Now, uh, that was the horizontal. Below this is the vertical section. It's very similar. The first drop-down gives you four choices, top, bottom, center, and from the top. You know, this really works pretty much the same way as the horizontal, okay? Uh, so it's flush to the top, flush to the bottom, center of the page, or some distance from the top. Um, but if you take a look at the second drop-down, it only has two choices entire page or page text area now you might say wait a minute why isn't there a top border area or a bottom border area when we did the horizontal there was a left border area and a right border area and most pages have margins all the way around uh it this is never explained in the documentation but i'm going to make an, an educated guess and say that those top and bottom border areas are where headers and footers live and so if you want to place something there chances are they want you to use a header or a footer to do that and so you should use those options if you need to put anything in those areas now all of that was positioning for something that was anchored to a page now we went into some depth about that uh, i'm hoping that that will allow us to carry over some of these concepts to the others uh, the next one is anchored to paragraph. Now, the essential difference here is adding choices to the second drop-down that reflect the possibility that your paragraph style may have shifted your paragraph relative to the page margins. Now, what do I mean? Um, 
if you did uh, a paragraph style, and and one of the built-in ones that does this is the quotation style. And what does quotation do? It indents everything a half inch from either margin. So there's a half inch indent on the left, and then a half inch indent on the right, uh, and it makes the 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 paragraph stand out from the rest of the text that way, which you want to do with a quotation. Well, that means you've now got space there. You've got the, that half inch on either side, and that's what they call a left paragraph border or right paragraph border. It's the difference between where the paragraph actually stops and where the page margin is. Um, Okay, so that just means you've got a couple more places where you can start linking your frame to uh, in terms of the positioning. Now, similarly, if you go to vertical, you're going to find a couple of added options. Um, You know, margin and paragraph text area are there. Uh, And what do they mean by that? Um, this is where I'm seeing an inconsistency, and I'm not sure why. If you think back to paragraph styles, that was many episodes back that we looked at this, but one of the things you can do with a paragraph style is say, I want to specify some amount of space before or some amount of space after my paragraph style. So let's say I had put in uh, some amount of space Uh, roughly equivalent to a blank line uh, before my paragraph. So I've I've got this little little bit of space above the the actual text area, but it's still part of the paragraph. You can see that it's part of the paragraph, by the way, if you simply uh, use the mouse to select the text of the paragraph, you'll see that the... the, uh, the shaded area that shows the selection extends all the way up there. Um, well, that's the difference between, you know, if you go all the way up to include all of that space, you're going to the margin of the paragraph. If you don't, then you're simply looking at the paragraph text area. So depending on if you anchored the frame to the top of the paragraph and selected paragraph text area, the frame would align to the top of the actual text. If you selected margin, it would align to the top of that added space before. And all of that is actually pretty consistent with what it does with horizontal spacing. But if you're in the vertical area and you select bottom, I cannot find any difference at all between whether you select uh, margin or paragraph text area. I don't know if that's a bug or just a misunderstanding on my part. Uh, you know, I'm trying to pursue this with some uh, some of the people in the LibreOffice project and see if I can get a better understanding of this. But that's what I know right now. Now, anchored to character, um, I'm having trouble seeing a difference in positioning, uh, no matter how I do it. Uh, between the anchored to character and anchored to paragraph. They, they seem to operate pretty much the same way, and this just may mean that my understanding is not sufficiently mature yet. So, And finally, if it's anchored as character, the, 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 you know, it doesn't make sense to talk about horizontal positioning because where it is in the line depends on how many characters are before it, right? 
Um, so it, in fact, they just gray out all of the horizontal stuff. It's, it's, uh, it's nothing, but there are, there is a vertical positioning. Um, and it is probably a little trickier, uh, and I'm not really an expert on typography. So, uh, I'm just going to make a, a little bit of a stab. There is something called a baseline and a baseline is that horizontal line on which the majority of letters sit. Now, some of them, like a letter P or a J or a Y, extend down below that baseline, uh, at least in, in Western um, you know, Latin uh, letters that happens. Uh, so if you select baseline, the frame will align with the baseline, and then it's the question of is it top or bottom or what have you. Um, you know, frankly... If, if it gets to the point where that's a big deal, um, where you're going to put this character uh, type frame, uh, I, I think I would just click on it with the mouse <laughs> and move it to the right location I wanted. Um, so that is uh, everything on sizing and positioning of frames in our next uh, program. Uh, we're going to take a look at all of the other properties that frames can have and what we can do with them. So this is a hookah and I'm going to, as always, remind everyone, support free software. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever considered recording a podcast, then visit our website to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club. HBR is funded by the Binary Revolution at binrev.com. All Binrev projects are proudly sponsored by Lunar Pages. From shared hosting to custom private clouds, go to lunarpages.com for all your hosting needs. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike 3.0 license.